0: Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Whiskey and Weird. It's Wednesday, March 10th, um, a week out of, from St. Patrick's Day. I'm um, going to do a little bit of Irish lore, a little bit of Irish lore, talk about it. I've been learning a bit um, more. Um, so I'm glad you're here. Not going to do anything next Wednesday because I will be celebrating um, St. Patrick's Day with my family. Um, but yeah, welcome to whiskey and weird. I'm glad you're here. And, um, I hope you're watching now. You can watch the replay later. You can, um, watch on YouTube. This is on YouTube. Good grief. My, my iPad, I have it on for, uh, for some of my lore stuff and it's really loud. Um, anyway, (laughs) here I am. Um, we're, uh, you can watch on YouTube. And you can also listen on your favorite, um, podcast app after I do upload the audio for this every, um, every Wednesday night. So anyway, hi, Sean, it's good to have you back. What are you drinking tonight? Because I'm certain you're drinking something. Oh, and before I forget, I think it was you that mentioned the grape, the screwball and the, and the, um, and the grape soda. So I'm going to try that, going to try that soon. Um, and, uh maybe in honor of my, my daughter's 21st birthday, which is on Monday, and you know it's gonna be her, her first time ever drinking alcohol, right? Ha, 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 Let's all laugh together about that. Um, anyway, I see Sean's here. Someone else is watching too, so say hi. Let me know you're here. Don't just be incognito. Let me know what you're drinking. Um, as I said, it's it's March, and uh St. Patrick's Day happens this month. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to um you know, to talk a little bit about some of the lore that comes out of um out of Ireland. Hi Jacqueline. Uh let's so let's see. Sean is drinking Old Smoky Salted Watermelon Whiskey with sugar-free Sprite. Wow. That just sounds like so many flavors in there. Like that but it does sound actually good. It sounds kind of refreshing, really, with the watermelon. I bet that's really good. Um, very cool. So I'm always always interested to know what Sean's drinking because he puts together some super cool concoctions. Um, hi Jacqueline. I'm always happy to have you here, my sister. Um, so and I'll, I'll appreciate you you chiming in a little bit. You might know some of this. So just before I dive into the whiskey, so I, I Irish is part of our family's heritage. Um, we are good old Irish Catholics. And um our family is the Donahues, which um they hail from the Cork area of Ireland. And um we're we're um what's the word I'm looking for? Not royalty, but um, you know, they had a big castle there. There's a castle. Um Jacqueline's not drinking anything, but it's later there. It's a couple hours later where she is than it is for me. Um but anyway, uh Cork never been there. there is a Donahue Castle or at least some remnants of one um so I guess that makes me like someone pretty special right um and my sister too uh but but we do have that heritage it goes back pretty far and and what's funny is you know it's the um the Irish Catholic that we can probably most relate to um but and we drink like it too my sister says absolutely um <laughs> we do that that is true here we are right um <laughs> so uh but you know in recent years for me i've become um be become more um like more interested and feel more um connected to um all the to druidry which is not, you know, Catholicism by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Yes. Donahue Castle. I think I mentioned that, right? Um, So Sean's family is from Roscommon. I've never heard of that. The Coors Irish rock band. Um, Very cool. Very cool. I think there's so many of us um, in this country from Ireland and have heritage from there. Right. Um, But anyway, We're going to talk a little bit about some of that stuff. But just I was saying my my heritage is from there. Um, The UK just I just have a great affinity for all of it. Um, I was born in England. I have the Irish heritage. Um, I don't really have a connection. I also have Welsh ancestry. Um, Not a connection to Scotland per se that I'm aware of, except that my current heartthrob, celebrity heartthrob is a Scottish actor. You might know of him. Um, he is, he is from the show Outlander and it's kind of hard not to love him if you watch that show, right? Right, ladies, right? Can I get a, get a what, what? Yep. Um, uh, you know what It, it did, Jacqueline, some of it, it actually derived, um, a lot from paganism and just in general, even the, um, Irish mythology. And I've been learning about this. Like, did you even know there was Irish mythology? I didn't, um, I did not know that there, I mean, there has to be, I suppose. Although what would, what would American mythology be? I wonder. Um, But it's really, it's, nobody knows about it. Like I'm going to share this video that I watched earlier. It's about 10 minutes long and it talks about why, um, why, you know, why nobody knows about it, but really some really fascinating stuff. And um, one of the things that I took from that was, um, was the fact that it's, it's kind of like all over the place. Like like when you take Roman mythology or Greek mythology, it's very clearly defined and the divine lineage is really obvious, but but with the Irish um mythology, it's not like that. Um but we'll we'll get to it a little bit. Um yes, Jacqueline Sam Hewin, right? Hard not it's hard it's hard not to love that guy. Um super cool guy and extremely attractive as well and no i'm not objectifying him i'm just stating the obvious um so tonight i mentioned i mentioned that um i was gonna do an irish whiskey um i i, I survive on a very small budget and i found this um at total wines and and more let's add that because this indeed is not wine um but but it's really pretty bottle can you guys see that like i just loved it i love the little pressed on there and it's just like a black bottle with silver is I was really drawn to it. Um and I was also drawn to it because it was only twenty-three dollars, like for real. So hopefully it tastes good. But twenty three is my favorite and lucky number. So there you have it. Um I was looking up a little bit about it. It's a pretty pretty new um uh whiskey out of you know an Irish distillery. Um but the name Ballyhoo Ballyhoo it means like you know um, public extravagance, a big a big fuss, right? So probably what people might create when they've had too much of this. So here's my challenge. Those of you who are drinking tonight, every time I use the word ballyhoo, you have to drink. Um, it probably won't be very much because I'll forget. I'll forget that I said that and I won't. Just like I forget to actually drink my whiskey after I do my tasting. Um, but anyway, ballyhoo. This is it right here. We're gonna have we're gonna have a little public extravagance on our show tonight. Um but let's let's get started. Let's kick it off, see, see how it is, if I can get the top off. Um But yeah, so I'm gonna show you that bottle again. It's ooh, that's not working. Um there, isn't it pretty? Alright, welcome, welcome anyone who's just chiming in um to whiskey and weird. We're talking a little bit of Irish folklore, you know, just because um, so anyone anyway, smell, I always like to smell it from the bottle. Not a lot there. Can't smell a lot. All right, let's pour it in the, um, in the glass. Oh, there's not, not much color to this either. So look at that. I mean, can you guys see it? Sorry. I'm really bad at putting this up. So really, you know what it looks like? It looks like I just peed in a cup. Totally. Hopefully it doesn't taste like pee in a cup. I know it won't, it won't. Right. Um, smells like whiskey. Hmm. Let's see. It's, it's sweet. I have a feeling it's just, you know, it's pretty young whiskey, right? Um, does it really, I'll have to look up. I, I don't think it's aged for a really long time. Um, it, it, I can, I'm not getting a lot. I'm getting a sweetness and I can really, really, when I take it in, I can feel it on the back of my throat. So it's, it doesn't burn, but it, it's, it's there. Hmm. I think it's just going to be a really fun, easy whiskey to put down, especially if you're a new a new whiskey drinker. So let's just taste it now and see. Um, I'm getting that. Yeah, the sweet. There's a little caramel in there, which seems to be pretty standard early on, you know, when you have um, whiskeys that are not aged as much. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? Here we go. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks Sean. I knew it wasn't very long, but it's been like a couple weeks since I looked it up. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've been drinking lately is like is cast for 12 or more years a completely different experience but not necessarily better right so thanks for looking that up sean said four years in cask barrels so um but you know the color can change um and he just added all this stuff so let's put it up here and we can read it see sees my researcher thanks sean but he he does a little bit of this for for work too so let's see if it'll show this or if it's too big we'll show it on screen i'll read it for you it says bally who is a four-year-old grain irish whiskey which is finished in a port cask. I don't get a lot of port, I'm just gonna say. Um, so the vanilla might be the sweet that I was getting, but it's it was a little more caramely and um, yeah. See, this is why I don't read this stuff before because I didn't get any of that. I think that that's where they're going with it. I think that maybe that's where they want, but I think it could probably sit um, a little longer. I think that, the, that you, those things start to come out more, right? The longer that the whiskey sits, just like with wine um and it it changes the flavor um the taste actually changes, so definitely got the sweetness of what someone perceives as vanilla, but i i it's funny you know when you're tasting a lot of people taste um you know everyone tastes different like all all of us sitting here today could taste this, and we'd have a different experience to a certain degree um, caramel is something that I like, <laughs> so I think. You know, when sweet, that's what i and not vanilla. I'm well, in many areas of my life, I could be vanilla, I suppose, but um, but I'm that's not ever my first choice. I like something a little less vanilla, like chocolate or um, caramel. Yeah, they come out the longer it is, and it'll be stronger in certain things. But again, I don't read a lot about the whiskeys ahead of time because there's too much in it about what it should taste like, and I really like to try to come at it. But I did know that it was not um aged for a long time but i will tell you that um there's not a lot of port now here's my thought on this maybe 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 um if you're not going to age something for a long time maybe there's a purpose in aging it in um in port cuz cuz that's a good bold rich flavor right port wines and so it it probably kind of um, creates more of a taste experience within a short period of time. I don't know anybody with me on that, maybe. Um, but imagine imagine if you are, um, you know, if this is this is finished in a port cask for at least a few years. So it says it's finished, but how long? That could be six months. I don't know. Maybe they told you on that. I'm gonna have to look that up. Finishing doesn't give you a lot of information about how long it might be there. Um, but I imagine, wow, can you imagine if this had stayed in there longer? It's actually quite lovely. It's, um, it goes down really easy. There's a little bit of a burn on the finish, um, which I don't mind because that reminds me that I'm drinking whiskey. Um, and, and otherwise I think a whiskey like this could be really easily easy to drink a lot of. Um, but kind of a fun experience, you guys, to try to do something different than your average, you know, your regular Jameson whiskey. Um, but I, I I, recommend it. I honestly, if I was just ga- grabbing a bottle to hang out with friends. Um, yeah, that's what I thought, Sean. I couldn't, I was thinking it couldn't be more than six months or else you'd be able to taste more of that in there. Thank you for looking up that information. So Sean says it's it's finished for three to six months in a port barrel, but that could be a very different experience. Right. Um, and maybe they'll come out with something that's being aged longer. I mean, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know that they've been around that long and obviously it takes a while to age something for a long time. So anyway, it's good. It's uh, not, you know, not overly viscous, which, um, you know, I find the longer something is sitting around be- becomes a, there's a little heavier viscosity. So, um, yeah, not overwhelming um, <clears throat> you know, taste experience necessarily, but it's quite it's quite lovely. And if you're just looking for something, you know, easy to, to sip, um, this is actually really if you if you're looking to try to drink whiskey neat, I think this would be a good way, um, a good way to start that. So yeah, so cheers, Lancha. Mm-hmm. So Ballyhoo, let's, let's get to the Ballyhoo. We had the Ballyhoo Irish whiskey. Now we'll get to some of the lore stuff. Um, and yeah, this should be pretty fun. So I, you know, I know, I think we all know a little bit about this. And I started talking earlier before some of you were on, um, about the idea of, um, uh, of the Irish mythology, which is really interesting and and sorry I'm looking over here because I pulled up some stuff just to kind of guide me a little bit since this a lot of this is is new to me. Um, but the whole Irish mythology pieces um, you know that um, there was um, not a lot of not a lot of divine lineage um, delineated about it and so it's not, Um, where, you know, you go to either, you know, whether it's Norse mythology or Greek mythology or, um, you know, Roman mythology, it's pretty clear. And there's a, you know, a layout of who, whose kids were whose and this and what their, you know, divine lineage would have been. But the, um, Irish mythology doesn't have that. And I I mentioned too, I I have a video I'm going to share, which is really interesting. And I want to go back and watch it again, but, um, it's, it's explaining the, um, a little bit about what um, some details and information about the mythology and why it maybe, um, doesn't show up as much, but basically this video is, you know, it says like, um, it's that, that stuff just happens. Like there's no, it's, it's magical, right? It just, a lot of it is like, okay, this guy jumped into a, you know, into the river and became a a salmon And, and it's like just nothing ever happens with any kind of real reason or, um, you know, you can't anticipate some of it. Um, and so I, I want to actually read more about it cause it's pretty fascinating and it, um, and, uh, yeah. So if, if you guys, anybody knows anything about Irish mythology now, I'm, I was going to try to talk about it a little bit more, but I'd have to do a little more, you know, studying because I can't pronounce any of those names, um, in there. I'd have to figure out what that would look like. Um, Yes, you better take four drinks, Sean, because I've said Ballyhoo at least that many times. Um, so anyway, the Irish mythology, check it out, um, and of course, some of the lore would, of course, would would stem um, from that mythology, um, from the mythology, from the paganism, the druidry, that um, all, all of these different aspects of of early early Ireland. Um, it's really important to remember that a lot of the things that we believe today or we've come to know today are very much influenced by Christianity um, and their interpretation of, of um, as as Jacqueline mentioned earlier, just the pagan, or she mentioned Druidry and I mentioned pagan, but those rituals, they tried to translate them. And ultimately what they were doing is trying to take that information and weaving it into what they were trying to teach in an effort to actually bring people along, um, and seeing how they could could kind of match up, um, in in terms of what of how we understand things, um, yeah. So they're they're the, they're really the same, Sean. What I've been reading, like Celtic and Irish lore, they're all they're all pretty much the same. And when you read the different stories, now the you know um, you know Scotland is considered Celtic tr- tradition too, right? Or uh, but, um, and they don't have leprechauns there, but um, but they do have fairies, and leprechauns um essentially are fairies that, in time, have been given kind of this particular persona um I'm not really sure where that came about, very likely it came from our Americanized version of you know of Saint Patrick's Day, which isn't you know a hundred percent accurate, but it's accurate enough, It's funny, a lot of people get weird about that kind of stuff, how we have to do it so differently in America than how it's done in, in the country. But isn't that what America was about? Like America is about coming here and doing things a little differently and how, how can you, you know, simultaneously honor your heritage and, um, and, uh, an act- and, um, yeah, Jacqueline. I think the Celtic. Yeah, it's all tied in. Gaelic and 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 from my understanding is not. I don't know how they are separate, but in my research, they're all the lore is is the same. It's the she, Jacqueline just asked about Gaelic, and I mean Gaelic is is a language and a culture, and I I don't know, but they're all they're all tied together. And when I was doing the research and just looking up stuff, it basically said irish lore um which you could interpret as gaelic but but all of all of that comes uh, scotland and ireland are all of the above so i i don't honestly i don't know where that separates itself and if there's a time frame um but everything that i was reading referred to celtic lore and not gaelic so i wonder if the and the gaelic of course being the language for sure that's what they speak is gaelic um uh anyway, so uh so yeah, so that's a great question and I would love to look into it more. I don't pretend to be an expert on this. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to dive into, but um they're all they're all related um and I think Gaelic of course being the language that is spoken, right? And I don't know where that kind of intersects um to be honest, but it's all it it really is all one and the same and maybe it just happens to be where where how it started to to show up so um because i've never really heard i always hear it in terms of of celtic tradition not gaelic tradition but maybe that's just because i'm not paying attention i don't know so um but gaelic is is the language right that is and there's a version of gaelic spoken in scotland and a version spoken in ireland they're very much the same but also different um so uh Anyway, so that and that's why I can't pronounce any of the names in the lore because they're really interesting and none of them well, most of them actually the Irish from what I've read in Irish Irish Gaelic actually looks or sounds more like it looks whereas Scottish Gaelic like they'll have a word and then pronounce it and you're like how do you get that out of those letters. Like, and I think the only way I figured this out is from reading Outlander and then, you know, hearing people pronounce it, I'm like, no, that's not how you pronounce it, but that's how you pronounce it. So, um, anyway, we could go round and round about all sorts of things. Um, but getting, getting back to like Irish lore and, and that kind of thing and, and Catholicism, Christianity, but namely, you know, ultimately Catholicism, um, you know, they, they took what was already there, right? And they used it. So many of the traditions that Christianity uses did not come from, you know, they didn't just pull those things out of their arses. They, um, they used what was already, um, the foundation of beliefs by the people that they were trying to, to, um, bring along. And, um, and so, you know, for instance, the, um, the shamrock. So the shamrock has been like the, you know, the flower for a long time, but there, it was, it was a big deal for, for, um, I'm gonna pull this up, hold on, Um, for a big symbol for Ireland, um, outside of of, um, how it became a Catholic one, right? So um, they believed that um, shamrocks hold greater meaning or purpose. Druids believed shamrocks were sacred and kept evil away and so these are all cultures that 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 existed before christianity came in right celts believed the number 3 to be sacred which those of us who are into like numerology and things like that the number 3 actually does um hold a lot of um re- really valuable I- information um and then of course when saint patrick who is the patron saint of of ireland um and that's because of all the catholics you know christians whatever that live there Protestants too. And we all know what happened around that, but, um, that he used the shamrock, which was already an important part of their culture, um, to explain the Holy Trinity. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it goes back way further. He used something that was already important to the people there to explain this, this new, this new idea um, with the Holy Trinity, and 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 since then has become a symbol of that to most people. But the shamrock was important in cultures dating way back in um, in Irish and Irish traditions. So I think it's important to remember that. Um, it also talks in here about um, Saint Patrick and how there's the legend that he drew drew you know drove out all the snakes. So. Um, But what science tells us is that um, in truth, snakes probably never lived there at all because the climate doesn't support it. Um, So, you know, it's kind of interesting, the stories that we tell ourselves and what we believe. and, And, you know, religion, of course, has always been used to try to explain things that nobody can explain, whether they're, you know, uh, so is mythology. Right. So it, all those things are about let's put a let's put some meaning or some definition on something that we can't really otherwise explain, which is, you know, this whole connection between like the supernatural and religion, angels and all of these things that well let's let's create a framework around them so they don't seem so so daunting or so scary and so that we can, you know, maintain some control over all of it. Right. So anyway topic for another convers for another um, uh, evening. Um, changelings. So fairies, fairies are such an interesting topic in the supernatural world. Um, and they're, they're a big part of the lore um, all, all over um, is particularly Scotland and, and, um, and Ireland. And, you know, I, they, so, and, and they're, <clears throat> they show up in so many different ways. Now, if we go back even to like our talk about Bigfoot and aliens and, um, the many different perspectives that people have on what those things are and how they show up to us and why do they show up to us. And fairies, fairies are really similar. And, and in, in many, a lot of people believe that fairies are actually it. And all these other things that we experience are just, um, versions of of fairies and um, and they can be really good but they can also be really mischievous and bad if you don't um, if you don't honor them you know so you but and they come in all form like if you go look at pictures of fairies you know it, and those of us who have little girls fairies are all pretty you know pretty little girls with long flowy hair and flowy dresses or their tinkerbell um but a lot of the the images and kind of the imagery that comes out of the belief system is that fairies aren't really very cute at all. They're kind of funny funny looking. Um <clears throat> uh Lisa just hi Lisa, welcome. She says I remember the parents of my high school friends going on and on about fairy circles. Yeah. I I participate in conversations and with groups on on Facebook with people that that really really believe in all of that. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, again, I don't not believe cause I, I think that it's all, they're all, it's all kind of entwined. Right. Um, and they all have something to do with showing up for us, um, for whatever reason. And I'll get back to that thought if I remember in just a minute, um, Ballyhoo, by the way, Ballyhoo whiskey right here. Um, Jacqueline says I love how they depicted it in True Blood. I've never I've never watched True Blood. I should probably probably do that. Um yeah. Yeah. There's a lot a lot of superstition. So Lisa says they would not step in the, the fairy circles and warned us not to also. Yeah. So, you know, there's certain areas of the woods that people won't won't go. Um people who really honor the fairies will always make um little altars or um little gifts to them when they go into spaces um even you know even here in the states this happens all the time um and you know some people do that for bigfoot too there are people that believe that bigfoots are just a version of fairies now they're really big but that's how they show up that gets me to one of these others is that the idea of changelings so there's a thing called a puka in irish lore and interestingly I read three different things about it and each and they all kind of showed up differently. One kind of described it as more of a wolf-like creature. The other, it was more like a bear. But um, in a nutshell, it's a creature that can show up um, in different ways for different purposes. Um, and ultimately, what I've come to believe or, or not believe, what I've become aware of in terms of people's belief systems, I should say, uh, that um, fairies are, are changelings. That they're gonna show up to us, however, um, however we we need them, or however they feel um, like they need to. So, uh, Lisa, yes, similar to Skinwalker, and you bring up a really, really great point because the almost interesting thing about lore is that it pretty much matches across the board. So, if you go, you know, it's like we talked about Bigfoot. If you go to um, pretty much any culture, they have some version. Of bigfoot sasquatch um there's some version of fairies there's depictions of aliens i mean these things are everywhere and i mean there's got to be a reason for that right there's got you know all myth all lore is rooted in some element of truth and that's that's the thing ultimately that is so fascinating to me um and why i you know i'm always so interested there there's something there that's probably really obvious and right in front of us but we don't see it so skinwalkers same thing changelings people they show up in different ways now i think i don't remember what episode it was but i um i um talked about the the ghost i think i think i brought it up on this show but i had had this this kind of thought um about about why it is that people will have different experiences with ghosts in the same places um, sometimes or how they'll show up differently to them. Um, And I think think ultimately all of these things show up to each of us in the way that we, one, the way that we might most easily be able to perceive them. And two, or with a message in a way that provides Information to us, if that makes sense. Um, but we have to be really willing to acknowledge, you know, why, why am I in a house and me in this, you know, I see this shadow figure all the time and this person sees this, it's obviously the same thing. Why are we seeing it differently? Um, or why does this particular thing show up? And I think something like fairies could be the same thing. Um, some of us might be more inclined to see a Sasquatch and that's how it's going to show up to us. And maybe ultimately, it's just about believing in something, something bigger, um, bigger than we are. Uh, And, and I don't know, but so changelings, fairies, fairies in and of themselves. I think that's, you know, can do, there are so many different things to different people. Um, But they have, they kind of have a power, which is really interesting that that people feel drawn to them, that people feel inclined to. to gift them and and also fear them which is a really interesting thing um and and it's the same it's not any different than how people perceive their gods really right or or sometimes bigfoot all of these different things so it's just really fascinating like and i think that um again that's another thing that fascinates me about these topics is not just the topics themselves but the human behavior around these topics um, and why people. I mentioned, um, I think it was last week, how, or the week before, um, just how frustrating it is to me to be in a community where we believe in all sorts of really strange things and there's so much judgment around that. Uh, like, if it's not, if you don't, if you believe in a different strange thing than me, then you are. Crazy. Um, and I just I don't understand because it's all rooted in the same in the same place, I think. Um, and it's all coming from the same place. And I think that our human existence comes from that very same place, too, if that makes any sense. Um, so anyway, changelings, changelings are interesting. And, you know, there there is very much a part of Irish lore as they are any lore that you'd um, you'd uh, you know, you'd be. Be inclined to pay attention to um the the banshee this one's a really interesting um one uh, and it's talked about a lot and um again banshees are fairies a banshee is a fairy that is meant that well it's interesting because a lot of times i've heard the story that if you hear a banshee then it means someone you know is going to die the lore suggests that um, that if you, uh, hear it, then it means someone you love has already died, um, which is kind of two different things, right? Um, and, and when kind of invoke a different emotion, one being kind of panic and fear and the other being sadness that, okay, somebody's, somebody's gone. So the Banshee being this really, you know, terrifying, um, screaming, um, fairy that's warning you about, you know, someone's, someone's death uh any any thoughts about that banshee is probably one of the most common things outside of fairy outside of just the regular fairies um but in terms of that and and banshee is uh, like is there banshee so banshees are are a big deal in the celtic traditions um and just all over the uk right but does anybody know of a similar a similar creature Like, I can't even think of something here, like around here that like in our traditions that we would believe in. Um, I don't know. That would be one that's a little different kind of warning of of death. And maybe I'm just not thinking of it. So chime in if you guys, um, if you guys can think of something, because that would be different. You know, it kind of goes against my whole theory that all of these things, um, they exist you know, um, across the board in different lore and traditions. Um, nobody's chiming in. So maybe I, I, I'm not the only one who doesn't think of that. I, um, I was thinking about these, the belief, you know, these belief systems that people have around things and, um, the, the whole changeling, um, uh, okay jim thanks Jim's gonna think about me. think about us as he's passing the liquor aisle everybody um have fun there um uh so changelings like the belief systems around that so not only are they um you know these animals, but there's also this belief um that fairies can come um uh, uh babies the whole baby thing now this happens in outlander um those of you who watch that show um they have an episode where. Uh, that's a little bit about this this notion that fairies will sometimes come and steal babies and um and replace them. So if your baby is sickly or dying or whatever, then it must mean that it, a fairy came that the fairy stole your baby and replaced with some you know other version. Um, and they would take they would take the baby back out into the you know whatever into the wilderness and leave them there as an offering to try to get their own baby back. I also read some things where they would, um, try to, they would burn their babies in the fireplace thinking that their real baby would come back if they destroyed, um, destroyed that, that baby that somehow got replaced and how, you know, just how sad and how terrifying to think that we would be so, um, We would be so engrossed, but the truth is people are, people are still today right now in this country, believing in things that make absolutely no sense. So, um, you know, but at least I don't think we're, um, you know, burning our babies in the fireplace, but that's, that's a really deep thing and it's all rooted in fear, right? It's all comes from this fear-based, fear-based stuff, which is what, you know, where religion, mythology, again, came into play. Was well, let's take this fear and let's run with it. Let's do something with it. Let's try to control it. Um, baby back. <laughs> Jacqueline. Oh, good God. That's a really bad joke right there. Um, <laughs> that's a really bad... Jacqueline just posted baby back, baby back. We all know, right? I got my baby back, baby back. Yeah, that's awful, Jacqueline. And you're not even drinking whiskey. What the heck? Ballyhoo. Um... So, so yeah. The other thing, I don't know if this is really a, a, a lore thing. It didn't really come up. Um, uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, there we go. This is perfect. This, you know what? This could be like our, um our mascot, right? Sean's, here it is. Um, Here's a good one for us. Sean says the, the, the clerican. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Um a, a mischievous fairy in Irish folklore known for his great love of drinking and a tendency to haunt breweries, pubs, and wine cellars. Well, how about not not distilleries? What the heck? But that could be a possible uh, mascot for whiskey and weird, right? That's that's pretty cool. Um That so the um the uh, the other thing that reminds me i was reading about the different um you know the gods and and goddesses and i need to read more cuz it was pretty fascinating but i haven't had time to dive into it as much but it was talking about and i i think the fairy lore comes directly f- from this is that they they didn't have like a goddess of love and a goddess of um you know a god of war all those things it they were just more like random things, which you know and even prob- possibly lends itself to some of the the patron saints and things we have, so Saint bridget of course um would be one but but they were really specific kinds of things that they were gods and goddesses of um as opposed to love and war and kind of these big overarching um, things. So, um, just, a, just a lot of really cool stuff coming out of that, but I like that. That's a good one. So Sean, Sean is clearly doing all this fun research in the background while we're um sitting here. And I appreciate that. So I appreciate the contribution because it's, it's fun. And, um, and when we're all, we're all learning a lot more, but anyway, okay. I was just going to tell a story about, oh, I know what it was. Not a, really a story, but, um, the 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 topic of the of elementals and i guess you know they're referred to as elementals and they're a big a big deal in the uk like um there's a, a huge belief system around their presence and i probably they're fairies the same maybe it's the same kind of um the same kind of thing but they're really you know they run around in the bushes they can cause mischief but they can also be um supportive and and doing other kinds of things so um they they're out there but um elementals are are a big deal and, and of course they're connected directly to the elements right which is they're outdoors they don't tend to be inside so i don't know how that works specifically but um i know you know of some people i've experienced people who have claimed to see um what we would probably call elementals um both in the UK, but also, you know, here in the States and that they're often all of these things kind of lump lump together. So like we have a place here, Mount Adams, and it's a really common place for UFO sightings, really common elemental sightings, really common um, Bigfoot. So going back to this whole notion that these things are all connected in some way and we just haven't figured out. um, And maybe it's just that we perceive them the way we're more likely to to perceive them to see them so that bigfoot that you see could also be the element elemental that someone else sees or the fairy that this other person sees or the you know alien that someone else sees i don't know but it's it's really really fascinating to think about all of it um but a lot of you know a lot of interesting stuff in the irish lore um most of it people are pretty aware of i think um but uh, the, you know, it'd be fun to dive more into the actual um, traditions of the mythology. And it had like four different stages like of it um, that I mean, it, you could I mean, you could probably spend days reading books about that stuff. But I was I was excited about that. I honestly never really considered, you know, Irish uh, mythology. Right. And and that's because we see everyone out all the other stuff on TV all the time. Um, so anyway, I wanted to share with you guys, this is not Irish folklore, but last night I had another UFO, UFO sighting. No joke. I was waiting to do one of my ghost tours and, um, I was, I was just, I get there like 20 minutes early and people don't usually arrive till like two minutes before the tour. Um, and so I was waiting and just kind of staring up at the stars I could actually see some stars downtown mostly the brightest ones in the sky and at one point I see something in the sky again moving Um, it was as bright as the brightest stars in the sky and it was just moving and like I probably saw it in the sky for five seconds I looked up it was there I watched it maybe four or five seconds and then it completely vanished again like that thing i saw during the day and um the weird thing about both when this thing vanished and also when um and when the one i saw the other do they vanished the best way i can describe kind of what it looked like was almost like it went behind something if that makes sense and so for a minute it was a night sky, but there weren't any clouds. I could see all the stars and, and it actually happened right near another star. So I knew there wasn't a cloud there for it to have, to have gone be, be behind. It was clear skies. Um, and it literally just disappeared. It, it wasn't a satellite cause it was far too big for that. Um, yeah, it wasn't a satellite. I've seen many, many, many satellites in the night sky. This was not a satellite and I would not have been able to see it, um, in the downtown Seattle. You can't really see satellites down there because they they really don't um reflect that and um it was really really bright. I don't I don't I don't think that's what it was. And it wouldn't I, I think I would have been able to see it farther in the sky and where it was and what time. I don't know how the sun would have been reflecting uh, if the sun would have been on the opposite side of the earth. I don't I don't know. Maybe, but I don't think that's what it was. Um, it, it seemed really, um, and again, when I saw it like disappear, behi- it was like it disappeared behind something. Like it it was, it was really bizarre. Like there, th- I don't know how to explain it, but, um, yeah, I don't, I've never seen anything like that. And I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy, um, I'm a heavy stargazer. So, I mean, I think Jacqueline, that was, it was a great suggestion. I don't really believe that's what that was. I don't, I don't think that would be a way to explain that knowing what I know about how, how the sky works. Right. Um, and it was, it was, it was big, it was bigger than what any satellite I've ever seen before. So, um, but then again, I'm not a scientist, so never seen anything like that. Wasn't a shooting star cause it wasn't fast enough. Um, just really interesting, um, and unidentifiable as of yet. So, um, I mean, and I could probably get on the internet and start looking, but it is really, it is really intriguing to me and also not surprising (laughs) that I would have two of these kinds of experiences, um, recently and in a short amount of time. But I wanted to share you guys, um, that, um, and see, um, and, um, Jacqueline, I will certainly look into your, um, your possible explanation, um, but that's not making sense, um, to me, as far as the duration of time that I saw it and where I saw it and how I saw it. So, so I don't know, but, but I appreciate the, the, um, the, the suggestion, right? Still UFO right now, because I don't know what the hell it was, but weird. Anyone else have any weird things since our UFO sightings? Because sometimes I feel like they know we're talking about them. What do you think? I don't know. But anyway, leprechauns. Oh, we didn't talk about harps. There's a, there is a a little folklore about the harps, but definitely the whole, um, putting, you know, the whole notion of harps, putting, you know, people to sleep, um, for, to serve different purposes. Um, there's a number of stories around that kind of stuff. Um, and so that's part of why, you know, part of what I was looking into this, like, why are there certain things, why are there certain images that come to mind? Um, uh, That come to mind, you know, and a harp. I don't know about you, but, you know, like you have beers named after them and you have pictures of them on beers and stuff. So why is a harp? But there's a lot of stories about them. And again, namely about putting, you know, creating emotional responses using harps. Um, So that's an interesting um, thing and does seem to come directly out of Irish lore. So just kind of interesting, fun stuff, just some stuff you can talk about as you eat your corned beef and cabbage next Wednesday night, um, which again is not really a traditional Irish thing, but it is an American Irish traditional thing. And I think that that's perfectly okay. Um, like I said at the beginning, you know, people came to America to do things differently. So it stands to reason that they would do it differently while also trying to honor, honor their heritage to a certain degree. Right. So you know things like soda bread, potatoes, very much, um, very much a part of of that history. The um, chocolate Guinness cake that my mom makes, so not a part of that history, but the reason for celebrating because it is the bomb stuff. It's so yummy, you guys. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Sean just said that I'm um, gonna pull this up Sean so people can see it easily later uh, Vegas has had a string of UFO sites this past week um red flag! oh yeah red flag I know all about that as a military brat so yeah it totally could that could very much be an explanation for that um extra things in the sky um that aren't usually there um but the truth is, there's been a lot more. I mean, I when I I think I mentioned last week when we were talking about UFOs, when I looked up um, that even right here in Washington State, there's been quite a few just since the beginning of February. So you know, it feels very plausible that for whatever reason that I could have seen one last week and this week too, um, one during the day and one during the night. So kind of kind of weird, but it's all kind of crazy, and maybe it's just a bunch of ballyhoo. I don't know. Drink up, folks. All right. I'm thinking I'm pretty much talked out tonight. I'm tired. Um. Yes, yeah, Jacqueline says our ancestors came over due to the potato famine. Yes. And I think that's why, you know, many of them that that was what was happening. And also just and also, you know, the religious things that were happening. Right. So, yes, I did know that, Jacqueline. Thank you. Um, so, cool. Happy Happy St. Patrick's Day, y'all. Whether you are um, Irish or not, we tend to celebrate it pretty big in this country because it's fun. And it's a reason to drink beer and whiskey, right? So, um, I'm not going to be here next Wednesday. As I said, I will be celebrating with dinner, my corned beef and cabbage and potatoes and carrots with my parents, Um followed by the delicious chocolate Guinness cake. I'll tell you all about it the following week. I don't know yet what I'm going to talk about, but we know we know that I'll think think of something. Yes, I Sean says it's one of his favorite days. Honestly, it is. It's just fun. It's just a fun day. People have an excuse to like drink alcohol. It's just, and what more could we need right now? It's been like a freaking year since we um got locked up in our homes. So anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy March. Um, thanks for being here, everybody. i always glad to have people chiming in. Thanks again, Sean, for being my researcher. Um, wish I could pay you. Uh, and thanks for being here. Those of you watching the replay, thank you. Um, and remember, you can always watch here live on Wednesday nights at 7. Or be um, here at Facebook or on YouTube. And... Um, and also you can listen in later on your favorite podcast app if you know someone who, um, if you know somebody uh who might be interested. I don't know, but just a couple last thoughts. Um, Jacqueline asked when our mom actually started making that. I don't know, probably like in the last five years, but it's really good. Um, And yeah, Chicago, there's some other, other cities that dye the river or the fountains and stuff green. It's pretty crazy. You know what? But people need that kind of fun and crazy sometimes, don't they? So I say go for it. Go for it. Have a lot of fun. Drink some some whiskey, some Irish whiskey, um, maybe some Ballyhoo, or um, it'll be Guinness Guinness for me too. Post the recipe for the cake. I will absolutely do that, Sean. I will get it from my mom, and I will share it because um, it's really good. And we do it gluten-free because we don't eat wheat, So um, and it's equally beautiful. So I will do that. I will post that. I'll post the video um, about the uh, the Irish mythology. That's pretty cool. Just It's like 10 minutes, so it's just kind of a snippet about it, but it might pique some interest for some of you. Um, and stay in touch via uh, via the page. And if you have ideas about things you want to talk more about, if you want to revisit something, you guys don't hesitate to let me know. Um, and if you ever have a topic that I bring, excuse me, excuse me, there's my whiskey. If you you ever have a, um, topic that, that I talk about that you're really passionate about, let me know because it's fun to have a conversation right here and I can invite you on and we can chit chat and talk about cool stuff. So don't hesitate. I'll have you on in a, in a minute, um, And that's kind of what I want to do. I want people to come on here and talk with me. So anyway, I love you weirdos. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Be well.